Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I'm your host, Mike Jokum. Frenchie's here. We're going to babble on about nothing for the next 25 to 30 minutes. And then we are going to let you get everybody enjoy their weekends. You know, since I was told on Twitter this morning that I am not good at interviews, we are going to retire every interview segment going forward. So it will just be Frenchie and I for the end of times. Now that I've scared away any remaining listeners Frenchie, i know you have a non-racing question to start the show since you texted me this weekend what is it oh i have a whole list now so these are gonna yeah. get interesting and then i found that one on like instagram last night i want to save that because i it's too early in the morning for me to think that much but did you write that down or can you write that? No, down? but I remember the question. Yeah. And I can write yeah. it down. Okay. I'll add it to this list. All right. But I didn't send you this list on purpose because I don't want you to see these. That so, makes sense. The one I'm choosing for today is you come to power in your country for 24 hours in a coup Good and God. you can change three things. Like you can make laws. One big law and two small things you can change. What would they be? Okay. Oh, boy. This could get real political, couldn't it? No, I was I thought of it more along the lines of like nuisances, things you find annoying, but you can also make it extremely political, I guess, if you yeah. wanted to. Yeah, no, I don't I don't want to. Let's see. I okay. Um I would make it if you if you turn your car and you don't use your blinker, jail time, right to jail. I guess that's probably a small one. If I would ban the reply all function in every email capability, unless you have express written consent from everybody else on an email thread that it is absolutely required. Nice. And I would get rid of the Philly wage tax, which adds extra income tax on my paycheck. Okay, that's fair. I like those. Yeah, I would um, probably have severe punishments for anyone who plays music out loud in public and doesn't use (laughs) headphones, like if they're on the metro or... Just, yeah, use headphones. I'm trying to think of what else. 
people who ride their bike on the road on like a two lane road and block traffic for miles, like without moving over, you know what I'm talking about? I'm sure you've seen this. Say that, say that again. I think I, I just want to like, I'm trying to visualize it. So you're on a two lane road and someone's biking down the road, like yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, a mm-hmm. serious biker, mm-hmm. and then they're just blocking traffic because no one can go around them. Yeah, because traffic's coming the other way. They should be forced to pull over and not block traffic and let all the traffic pass by, and then they can continue biking. Otherwise, yeah. they should be punished because they're moving so much slower. It's ridiculous and inconsiderate, yeah, yeah. in my opinion. And I'm not trying to target bikers, but I just I hate that and trying to think of what else anyone who cuts someone in line yeah you should just be able to beat them up like no uh no penalty it's i guess that'd be really bad but we're i'm not thinking about the consequences of these laws right. i'm just no, making them as we go along there are no consequences it's it's funny you mentioned the biker one because i was just saying so near girlfriend's apartment there's like a a restaurant we go to like you can sit outside you can bring your dog so like we go with the dog once in a while and there's like a you know philly has like bike lanes in the city not everywhere but for the most part like the main kind of through streets all have bike lanes and if you aren't paying attention the bikers will 100 percent run you over as you like cause sometimes i park up there near her apartment and I got out of the car like two weeks ago and like ended up like dropping my laptop because like I got freaked out because I heard a biker like start cursing at me as I was standing in the bike lane. Like it's really intense. And if you're not you get out of the car, as yeah, you parallel parked, I was I was backing into, into this is a this is a, a backup spot where you have they may make you back into the spot and the bike lane is right behind where you park. So you're okay. not getting in. You're not you're not going to hit them with your car, but I got out of the car to grab the dog crate from the trunk to walk inside. And I walked right into the bike lane. Got it. So they're not creating a situation where you're opening your driver door into the bike lane, and sending bikers flying. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> I've been tempted even, even as a biker, like, and listen, I don't bike as much as I, I used to, but even as a biker, there are some that are just infuriating to deal with on the road. So you're not wrong. Share guess, the road. Yeah, share the road. You know, peace and love and good vibes and whatever. So I hope everybody enjoyed Brad Perez yesterday. Or I guess technically it came out Wednesday night because I was unable to, I don't have time today to edit and post it so yeah i don't think we have too much we have a little bit of indycar news probably a little bit of f1 that i you know might watch this weekend so kiffin simpson got an indycar ride we are all intrigued to see how he does next year and you know i'm curious now do you think that means is inevitably Chip might end up at five cars next year. Do we have we have Dixon, Polo? We I mean we assume Polo right now. I guess technically we don't honestly know. So we're gonna assume Polo. We have Lundquist, we have Kiffin, and Armstrong. So yeah, we're at five cars. 
do you think that means Honda? Honda? Do you think that means Andretti will definitely be at three cars? Because I know Honda said like we're trying to figure out how to get to scale up, you know, another engine and another, you know, team to be responsible from Honda to work on that engine, et cetera. But is Ganassi kind of putting the cart before the horse here? I guess that was I like think... seven questions, so I apologize. The coffee hasn't yet kicked in. No, it's okay. I, I think wait, so first about Kiffin Simpson. Yes, I'm intrigued to see how he does. We've not had that big of a sample size. You know, he's done what two seasons in Indy Next? So Yeah. But he's also barely nineteen, right? So I think he's got a lot of time to hopefully show some talent. And I, I don't think Chip Ganassi really signs people that are just ride buyers except Max Chilton, but that was a long time ago. So who knows? I, I have hope that he'll he'll do well, but we may end up seeing another kind of underwhelming driver, or we may see somebody who really steps up in great equipment and sure. shows us that we kind of underestimated them. That'd be cool. I mean, to be fair, anyway, we all, sorry, I'm going to cut you off. We all almost underestimated Alex Pillow two years ago when he yes. first started with Ganassi. He had a fine rookie year at Dale Coyne, but I don't even think he had a top five and give one top 10 or two top 10s. But, you know, it wasn't anything to totally write home about. So, yeah, sorry, continue. That's a very good point. Regarding the Honda situation, I think based on the fact that Andretti, did, Devlin didn't make the leader circle correct correct so unless there's a really good sponsor i don't know why as michael andretti you would bother bringing that fourth car in the 29 has always just dragged that team down it has not been helpful really for them yeah maybe yeah. that has to do with the drivers they put in that car except when hinch was in it i would say off the top of my head but yeah, I don't I don't know why you would waste your time having a car that would just basically end up being maybe wrecked equipment and another team to focus on when you could just put more resources into the three that would be competitive. Yeah, man. I mean, really and I'm not like you know, some Marco defender here, but if you go back to like Marco in that car, you know, he had some moments. Hinch had some moments and really since Hinch left the car, it's been significantly downhill and listen, it's not all the driver. There's that, that team has shot itself in the foot more times than I can count, but yeah. And I guess we should mention Honda HPD in the U S combined with Honda racing globally. So they're now one, one company, which is cool. I don't think it changes too much, at least in terms of, anything that we're going to be covering, but yeah, you know, it's certainly interesting. What else do we have? We have, you know, it's, it's too early in the winter or too early in the off season for any Indy next news. Louis Foster did test with Andretti yesterday and impressed, but how many times have we heard, Oh, he was impressive in that test. And then you never hear from that driver again in IndyCar. So yeah. Oh, there's too much. The ECR testing news about, yeah, uh, Christian Rasmussen and then also Oliver Askew testing that car. So I guess 
they're evaluating those two, I would imagine, for that seat. The that's the 20 seat, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And then we also have heard that Felipe Drugovich was offered to take part in that test, but he decided that he doesn't want to do that because I guess he still has some F1 hopes or aspirations. I think he's supposedly been negotiating with Williams for that Logan Sargent seat. Yep. I don't know if that will go anywhere. I think Drogovic has some funding behind him, but who the heck knows? Yeah, again, this is why the F1 ladder system sucks and why you see Isla and Armstrong and... I mean, even you could say like Colton Herta and all the way back to like Connor Daly and so on and so forth. Pato. Pato. Probably more I'm I'm not thinking of at the moment. It's really hard recording in the morning because my brain is not yet totally awake. I agree. I, yeah. We should be awake by now. It's not that early. Yeah. But I mean, listen, I was, I was saying this to my boss in the other part of my work life the other day. And because it took me two hours to get to work on Tuesday when it should be like 45 minute drive right now. And it took me two and a half hours last week. And I was like, listen, I'm just not a morning person. And she said, she's like, I don't care. Just come in a little bit later then. And I'm like, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So That's awesome. But I mean, it won't matter in a couple of weeks once I move. And am slightly closer to. Slightly closer to the office, which will be nice. But I guess we should talk F1 because I think that's it IndyCar-wise. Yeah, you're right. And what you actually said just kind of brought the news item I wanted to bring up first to my attention. And that is we're hearing that Daniel Ricciardo is almost almost likely to be a lock for that AlphaTauri seat, despite the fact that Liam Lawson has been performing exceptionally well for, for a rookie the f1 ladder once again shows itself to be absolutely worthless if i was liam lawson i would be really angry because he's done everything he was supposed to do for red bull and as we've said many times before red bull doesn't play by the rules they don't care how they really treat their drivers they are willing to eat you up and spit you out so you can't, I guess, be surprised, but would you pick Daniel Ricardo over Liam Lawson at this point? I think there's more upside. I mean, we haven't seen very much from Liam Lawson, but it, it seems like he can only go up from here, whereas Daniel Ricardo, unfortunately, and as controversial and upsetting to many of those listening, this will probably be, seems to be on the decline. But maybe I'll be proven wrong. Yeah, you know... I get it because I feel like this could also be a Alpha Tower race slash whatever the hell they're going to be next year. You know, Adidas or something, right? Didn't did you see that? Prancing Pony, Adidas Puma, you know, that's Hugo this, Boss. Yeah. yeah, Hugo Boss. Insert you know big retail company. Wants maybe a little bit more of a recognizable face in terms you know for marketing purposes. Sure, that's probably the angle we're going with here. And maybe Red Bull is saying, you know, after next year, we're going to put Daniel in the 
seat next to Max because again, it'll be, you know, I don't think you'll see any sort of contentious relationship like I think Perez has started to develop with Max here. Ricardo and Max worked fine together for a couple seasons already. So, and then you bring in Lawson or, you know, but the problem is they might have lost Lawson at this point. He might end up elsewhere. So that's the risky if I were him, I would bail. Yes. Yeah. But where are you going to go? You know, where, like, you're stuck. Right. That's the problem is you're, you're stuck. So anyway, yeah. The F1 ladder system sucks. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minterdial a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning or have never even heard of paddle, or padel as it's called in North America, this is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the Pro Tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! The, on, on the good side, Oscar Piastri has now been signed through 2026. He's done enough to prove to McLaren that he deserves to be there for, I guess, that's more the short term, but for longer than his existing contract had set him out. I think that's a good move because we know Lando signed it until at least 2025. So yep. that gives them options. I think kind of some overlap with those two contracts and... For all the people, I, I mean, I don't want to say I was one of those people, but who kind of got a sour impression or soured a little bit on Oscar coming in just because of the whole Alpine Contract. situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but a- after everything that's come out, that was all Alpine. I mean, that was hunt like 99% on them. They were the true villains, I think, in that situation that screwed everything up. And you can't expect Oscar and his manager, Mark Weber to do anything other than look out for his career. And this has proven to be the right move. Yeah, totally fine. You know, looking back on it, I think it's hard to compare to the, to the polo situation because I mean, you can't, but yeah, fair point. Also the Alonzo samurai helmet is one of the most epic F1 helmets of all time. 
I think they had Does like a win this weekend with that. Probably not. I mean, they've <laughs> listen. I, I, as we all know, have not watched the second half of the season very closely, and I don't know if I will this weekend. What time is the race this weekend? Do you want to do times real quick so I can make or break my point? Sure. Yeah, I can do that. Um, yeah. You, but you did miss probably the best race of the season in Singapore. I have a defense on that one. I'll go with that first while you grab the times. So, yes, I did miss most of it. I watched it kind of off and on, and then I watched a YouTube highlight. Was it the best race of the year simply because somebody from Red Bull didn't win? Because everything I watched was, it was just a DRS train with somebody else other than Red Bull in front. So while it was a better race, I still think, like, on a scale of one to 10, it was no more than a five. Oh, I disagree. I think it was more than a five because yeah, no way. There was a lot of unpredictable. The result, we didn't know it was going to happen. There could have been anybody who won. And then George Russell wrecked himself out at the end of the race, which made me cackle with laughter because (laughs) he just, his, he irks me so much now, his personality. I don't, I don't really know why, but he just seems so smug and, I, I don't know. He, he bothers me at this point, and he just throws away results in an effort to prove that he's better than Lewis, and that makes Lewis even more concrete in my mind as the dominant one in that team, even though he's much older, and everyone would love to see, or a lot of people would love to see George kind of overtake him and see the young gun kind of you know show up the experienced master. But I don't see that happening anytime soon. George makes way too many mistakes. He's got speed. I do think he'll eventually be a champion. But he's really got to clean some stuff up and stop making these ridiculous mistakes because it's embarrassing. And then it's also even more embarrassing when he cries because the way he cries is not just... just, He just cries like someone very (laughs) dramatic. It's like a soap opera cry. So I don't like to make fun of him for crying necessarily, but I'll make an exception here. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I, it it could just very well be the fact that I'm jaded and just like, don't enjoy F1 right now in like, even in a little bit, but the DRS train stuff really is just irritating to sit and watch. I mean, listen, it happens in IndyCar too, obviously not DRS. There are plenty of follow the leader races, but so this is not exclusively an F1 thing, but the DRS train, especially because I think DRS is garbage, is infuriating to watch. Okay, Do we so have anything else? But... I know we're we're almost out of time. Yes, one last thing that I think yeah. I wanted to bring up and discuss. Oh, I was supposed to bring up the times. We keep getting we're we're, we're all over the place this morning. Yeah, times for Suzuka this weekend. For everybody listening, we never record in the morning because, like I said, I'm not a morning person. Neither is Frenchie. But we had to this morning because life, and it's really hard. What are the times this weekend? I'm going to second that, yeah. So the practice one is actually at 10.30 p.m. tonight, Thursday night. So people listening to this will... Miss yeah, it. so we can watch that. That'll be good. Yep. Practice two is at 2 a.m. Nope, won't be watching on that. Friday morning, I guess that is. Practice three is at 10.30 p.m. on 
Friday night. So that's also like a watchable watch if you're not kind of yeah. out somewhere. Qualifying's at 2 a.m. Nope. And then the race is at 1 a.m. on, I guess that's Sunday morning. Yep. Wow. That's, yeah. That's that'll a be a pass. rerun watch for me, probably. Yep. Yep. If the race was at like 11 p.m. Saturday night, I'd be like, all right, perfect. I'll be in the city, but you know she'll be working, so I'll you know be able to at least watch the the first half of the race before she gets back. And instead, I will be asleep and not watching. Well, you already fall asleep to F one. I do at other times of the day. Yeah. So there's no way that you could watch it that late and not fall asleep within about right after five. the start, first yeah. five laps. I there was a race earlier this year that I didn't even make it to the end of the first lap. Wow. It was like a 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. start time before I dozed back off. But anyway, you watching in bed. Uh, I think I was on the couch, but, you know, it's okay. it's all the it's all the same for me. All right. We're out of time. Do you want to make predictions huh. before we go? Sure. We'll bring up my other topic at some point. Yeah, just write it down. And we'll get to in it in the future. Yeah, we'll next week that. or the week after. It can wait. Predictions. You're not doing them anymore. No, nope, yes, I'm still abstaining from from predictions. I don't remember when I'm gonna what I said in terms of like not doing that, but yeah, we're gonna do that. Okay, so Suzuka, who's gonna do well there? Well, there's the whole flexi wing thing happening, and the hypothesis or the view of at least everyone in the paddock that's on the inside is saying that that's not why Red Bull was so much less competitive at right. Singapore. So I don't want to make Max as a prediction, but I think he's going to do well this weekend. However, let's just bet on Carlos Sainz to do well again this weekend because okay. winning your second race in that kind of fashion and all the dominance, I mean, the Ferrari fans are hyped up that he just was fine who would have thought it was going to be ferrari with all the crap that they've done to themselves this season that was going to stop red bull street i would never have thought that yeah and then who's going to do poorly i still everyone all 20 cars no it can't be all of them somebody's got to do well nope all 20 cars it's going to be the worst f1 race in the history of races I think George Russell's going to continue to embarrass himself. And okay. that's not because I necessarily wanted, uh, because he already did enough to himself that I'm sure he's pretty upset and ashamed at throwing away a probably locked in podium. But I just I think he is somebody who is still trying to prove himself so much that he even has his own self-doubt, and that ends up affecting his race results because he doesn't yeah. know when to play it safe and he has to go for the win to try to show that he's better than Lewis okay. which means that he doesn't have the mental maturity that Lewis does and he'll never be able to compete on that level until he gets there all right fair enough well hope you guys enjoyed the interview yesterday hope you guys enjoyed this today we'll be back next week to talk about some other stuff and yeah enjoy the it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.